Welcome to the Free Pizza Podcast. Today's guest is Matt Thompson, an illustrator and designer. Enjoy. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have the one and only Matt Thompson in here. What's up, Matt? What's up? How's everything going for you? Oh man, it's going well. Um, it's been a pretty busy year so far, so I'm pretty grateful for that, man. It looks like it between the music and just oh. designing and all that. You're super busy. <laughs> yeah, well, like it's kind of a kind of a pattern. Like the beginning, the first six or seven months of the year, fortunately is usually kind of nuts um and then you know adding a relatively new band into that mix is it is what it is you know trying to trying to play shows and write songs and get recording and oh man just an added added creative outlet which i'm always into yeah absolutely absolutely it's cool that you kind of kind of balance the both of them we'll definitely talk about that as the interview goes on for sure but you are a multi-talented designer (laughs) I was on your site just all throughout last week and just looking at everything, and I was like, Jesus Christ, how in the world? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm super, super, uh, super excited to talk about all of that, but let's go back yeah. to the beginning and uh, see where that all started. Man, um, I was trying to think about that um, more recently, actually, because, like, everybody kind of has that same story. It's like, oh, well, uh, I was, like, a skateboarder, and, like, I really like skateboarding logos, and, like, that wasn't really, I don't think, where we came, like, where it kind of popped up for me um, initially. Because, like, my mom is a really good illustrator. She never did it professionally. But every time she would just, like, draw something, it was, like, perfect in a way. Yeah. You know? Um, she just has this, like, very traditional-looking, like, pencil sketch. Like, almost, almost to a point where, like, she could, like, paint it. And it would look like an oil painting. No way. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like she's a super good illustrator, and like she just does it for fun. Always has done that, like in in her lifetime, and it's really cool. Um, but if if I think back to like where I saw a lot of like creative stuff that I wasn't really registering that, like a lot of the stuff that as a kid I was just like into monster trucks and video games, and like I played played baseball as a kid and like i love all that old baseball visual stuff but like i love you know hockey also and sports and then music is a big thing because every band has their own look to them yeah and then you know like the kind of the like pathway into design i guess is kind of like getting that first uh family computer and just like getting submerged into fonts and like fonts is like a repeating thing for me. Like it's <laughs> dude, there. It, it, I don't know. I, I used to like just go on the, the internet on the family computer and just like download fonts for like hours, just looking at stuff and like really? trying to, yeah. Like just trying to like see how things looked and type them out and be like, Oh, well this is like, this looks like this. And like, this looks like this band and this looks like that. And it's just kind of like messing with that and kind of picking up, design stuff it's i don't know i I was i've kind of had a similar discussion with people who were like how how did you get into like actual graphic design and i didn't even know that like that was a thing really (laughs) for a long time truthfully like uh like it was one of those things where 
you kind of like like a friend would be like hey I, i'm making this website and it's like you want to learn how to make websites and i was like yeah let's see what that's about and so like just being glued to the computer and just kind of like sitting on that and figuring out how to do that at like age like 13 oh is ki- kind of a weird thing um but just kind of like messing around on aim and talking to your friend and being like hey did you did you do this to your website did you do that to your website you know like it's yes. like bouncing stuff back and forth because like aim was like the original text message you Dude, know it's, yes. and you know that i feel like that was a lot of uh, our generation's like first instant communication instead of calling people like on the phone we were like typing over over that and so like that was a huge part and just talking to many people like message boards and and all that kind of stuff because like I was at you know in the geez when I was like 14 15 getting into hardcore kind of that that kind of era of my life I was like kind of like watching the bridge nine message board yeah more than yeah. i was posting on it but then i started to develop more like more friends from that and like we started kind of talking and like i don't know i still keep in touch with a with a fair amount of those people too um but like that was that whole community of figuring stuff out visually and i was kind of noticing that everybody was kind of doing this stuff where and I was like, well, this is kind of just something everybody does for themselves. So I was like doing it for bands I was in and like just doing it for fun. And I took class like a Photoshop class in high school and, you know, mostly just taught myself how to use these things. And like I didn't do anything for an actual project until probably like 2010, maybe mm-hmm. like after I was in school for a while like after I knew that graphic design was a, a career path. Cause like somebody actually like reached out and told me they were like, so you make this stuff and you've done photography before. Like, you know, you can like do that for work. Right. And I was, and that like, kind of like, like naively, it just like blew my mind. <laughs> just like, what you can make a living doing this. I was yeah. like, I don't, like, I, and I, I was sold. So I just like went to school for it. Like, well, after I was out of high school, I think I started that like school in like at twenty two. That's insane. <laughs> That's so crazy. I'm thinking about this. Oh my gosh! Even from the web thing, at you were thirteen, fourteen, doing website stuff, yeah. and were you doing like HTML or were you just doing the graphics? Uh, no, it was like it was like HTML and like going on websites and like finding other other websites like HTML and JavaScript. Yeah, yeah. And just like making it work the way that I wanted it to work. And so I did a lot of like break and fix kind of things That's and just crazy. just figured it out you know it's just like <laughs> i have nothing to do with my with my time really so i was just like you know messing around because what was i gonna do like play guitar and then go to baseball practice like yeah, why would you do that just that <laughs> yeah i mean at, at like but but also at like 10 or 11 p.m when everybody's like trying to sleep or whatever like i can't be making noise in the house oh yeah that's true i didn't think about that at all yeah, and so, like, I was just sitting on the computer, just, you know, it's listening to whatever music I was listening to in my headphones and just going at it, man. Dude, that's so sick. And was your, were your, was your mom, like, stoked that you were getting into the creative field at that age? I don't think she knew, man. She oh. Like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think she really, like, uh, grasped, like, really what I was interested in doing with my life until I picked up photography. Okay. Um, and I don't even think she saw that as like a career path. She was just like, "Oh, you're getting a camera and like you're taking photos that that look pretty nice, but that but they're mostly of bands and like 
that's interesting. And, and I don't know, I don't think that she really like thought I was going to be a creative professional yeah. until I was like, I'm going to go to school for graphic design. And she was like, Whoa, like that's, that's actually a career path. Yeah. And, you're actually doing that. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a weird, just like, I don't know. Cause I feel like people kind of seek that out. And like, I was just told like, Hey, you can do this. And like, like what? Sick. There's no way. So let's yeah. touch on photography for a quick second. So what, yeah. what really got you into that? Um, my family is really like big into, uh, it's like documenting stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, my grandfather was like a really, like he was really ingrained into photography. Like he had, oh man, like books and archives and tons of just photos of the family, photos of his hunting endeavors, photos of his time in the war. Just, he just like, he's kind of like a documentarian of his entire life and he's just had like tons and tons of, of photos. And so that was a really big thing. Um, that was like a foundation for that. And like kind of my dad and my, and both my mom documented a whole lot. They like took photos of the family and just kind of had that working, uh, archive of just kind of time, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting, but like something that just like kind of kicked it off for, for me personally was just, uh, like seeing photos of bands and, and like just wanting to also, document that because yeah, like in yeah. san antonio uh pretty much when i was going to shows nobody was really taking photos really like there would be people like my friend juan or my friend tyler who would come into town who weren't from san antonio and take photos of shows that were happening but there weren't people that i could remember clearly in like the era of that that time that were take that were like taking what we would now call show photography like that we're very like used to seeing Right, right, right. You know, and so I kind of talked to them, talked to Juan and Tyler a whole lot and got and made made pretty good friends with them. And like, they're still really good friends of mine today and just kind of figured out how they were doing it and tried to adapt, you know, my own viewpoint of that and just kind of doing that. So I did that for a while. Geez, probably till like 2009, I think, in San Antonio. That's Uh, sick. Yeah. Taking photos of bands and then kind of stopped to go to school okay okay so what made you start when we going to school were you just kind of changing your focus or or what yeah so i think i think uh like the photography thing became more and more apparent that i wasn't going to be making a career out of that okay um, okay because it like i'm not the i'm not so like minded to like take photos of models or mm-hmm. take photos commercially yeah it's like and like band photography, not saying you can't make a living off of that, but taking photos of hardcore bands or punk bands or metal bands isn't really going to make a sustainable yeah, paycheck. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And so I liked, and I liked being like visually creative, uh, like, you know, illustration and design stuff and like, you know, fonts. That's like, I was like, I wonder what I could do with fonts. And so like on that same line, of doing the photography stuff, I always design stuff to go with it. Like mm-hmm. minimal stuff, like, you know, like lo- the watermark logos or like the photography website or any kind of stuff like that. So there was always that visual component that would come along with it too. Yeah. Yeah. And when somebody told me like, Hey, you can do graphic design for a living. I was just like, 
okay, that's for a living. It's not, you know, going out to shows and hoping a band will buy the library of photos that you took for 50 bucks <laughs> or, or 25 bucks or like, you know, it's, it's, it sounds a little bit more uh, substantial. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with those points of, uh, you know, making a more of a financially better decision on that because yeah, I mean, well, like you said, you can do it, but it's just, it can be very difficult. So that's cool. Oh, so absolutely do. Like photography is a, is a legitimate career in a, a more so now than I feel like ever. But like at that point and how naive my mind worked with a creative field, I had no idea where you could even go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, so that was a lot to do with it too. Dang, that's freaking crazy. That's awesome. So cool. Let's jump into school then. So yeah. were you like, first of all, where'd you go to school? Did you go to school in Austin or San Antonio? I did. So, so school was kind of my main reason to like move out of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which, uh, it was just one of those things where I was like, well, I need to like displace myself so I can focus on this Mm -hmm. because I knew that if I went to school in San Antonio, I would just rely back on kind of like a cycle of like, Oh, I'll do this. And then I'll get caught up doing something else or like a band will do something and then it'll just not pan out. So I went to the art Institute of Austin here in Austin. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's a, it was a year round program like quarter based. Uh, and it was, I think it was a three year projected span. If you were to like stick to the, the full-time schedule, I think I ended up doing just over three years due to some financial aid stuff because of my age. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's essentially where I went. It's, it's a decent place for me to like focus and, and really refine like some execution skill and learn some more facets of like what you can actually do with a career. That's so sick. You know, that's definitely uh, the benefit of going to school for something in the creative field. You get to learn all those, you know, different, you know, I guess aspects of the job of, you know, how to make it actually work as a job. Yeah. Well, okay. So going back to like that, I was told that you could do this as a career. Mm -hmm. They didn't say, Oh, you could make, beer cans or packages or 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 what you could do they were just like oh you can do it as a career right and and so going to school like that was kind of the jumping off point of learning what the fuck design actually is Mm -hmm. and like how it can even be applied yeah um and that was like that was the biggest thing i learned i think was like what you can actually do with it that's so sick. And obviously the world's just at your fingertips or wide open when you get into graphic design. You can do literally anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean if you have jeez. Oh, there's there's so many like applicable uses for it. Absolutely. So tell us about your time in school and maybe how loose or strict it was, some of your favorite favorite parts or some of your least favorite parts or any discouragements you had going through. Um, well, I would say that like School that time around was really positive for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I mean, it's kind of a reoccurring thing. It's like timing was a really big factor in a lot of things uh, for me. Um, So when I I started school, like I said before, I was 22. And so that was was well after high school, well after going on tour with bands. Um, 
and because just kind of when I was more focused on like wanting to do something mm-hmm. rather than other than like do some like fill in part time job or something that just kind of like got me by, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but going into school, like I already knew the programs um, and I already kind of had a firm grasp on like making stuff and executing things uh, digitally at least and a lot of like art foundation. And so I could kind of test out of some stuff. And so I didn't really take a lot of the like introductory courses like intro to Photoshop or intro to Illustrator or some of that stuff that like brand new students and like people who just found out or got out of high school or don't know anything about that stuff like had to take, mm-hmm. uh, which is a valuable thing <clears throat> for a comp for a, not a company, but a, a school to offer because what I learned later, uh, was that a lot of schools don't even offer, um, like technical courses like that to where they teach you how to use stuff. They just expect you to figure it out, which there's some validation to that. But at the same time, like having a, a good foundation of how to use programs because those programs are so daunting sometimes. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it it seems pretty helpful to get people like moving forward at least. Um, but the school experience, uh, it was it was really good because I kind of landed in a class or era of students that were all pretty hungry, um, and I had got a wealth of classmates and even like peers and other majors that were that were kind of relentless and like very similar minded to me. And like, we even have like a Slack channel with all the people that we were kind of in school at the same time with that we keep, we keep in touch. Cause like several people have moved away and, um, you know, are doing things around the country or the world really. Um, and like, we were all either in the same like program or we all graduated kind of at the same time. And, or like work together for some people but like we kind of all taught each other and like vibed off each other when we were doing projects and like sometimes we could collaborate with one another and like work together or sometimes we would just like lean on one another to like get us to that that point in the projects to like make them kind of more developed than than we initially like had them at and so there was like that solid foundation of people that we could really bounce things off of. And it was, it was a really like helpful thing to yeah. get, to get through that program because like I can, I've seen some student work that's just like, you can tell that they weren't really talking to people. And if they had like got some outside eyes or just, you know, tried to develop it further by talking to either, even, even a professor or somebody like you could, you could, get somebody's perspective like oh you could probably do this with that or like why'd you make this decision so like you could talk about it more or you know anything like that so i was very fortunate to have a really solid foundation of like peers uh to work with and i ended up actually like working with one of them after we graduated really yeah that's insane that's awesome it's funny you say that because i was just talking talking to jacob about that yesterday of how important it is to have other people around you you know, not necessarily maybe in the same medium you're working in, but just to bounce ideas off of and work with and collaborate sure. with. So that actually is a very good point that you just mentioned of uh, working together with people. And that's it's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel I felt really fortunate to have a program that was like that positive, and because like a student like school can be a dark place for some people because yes. like they kind of get lost in it, and like finding that community is super super important if you can do it. Like right now, I don't I don't work around anybody. Like I barely get to socialize and like kind of like bounce creative stuff off of people. Like I'll I'll hit some friends with stuff or like you know get to talk to people at events, but man, it's not it's not the same, but. I feel like I'm in a place where it kind of works a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure, for sure. Were there yeah. were there projects or the um, classwork? Was it grueling? I mean, you mentioned working together on different projects and stuff like that, but was it any of it like very uh, had to kind of second guessing if you wanted to do it or not? Um, for me, no. So I think something about the school um, was that like it was kind of a loose curriculum mm-hmm. a little bit to okay. where like the, the teachers weren't super strict on like, I guess if you're brought, if you're, if your work looked super professional, more so like if there was concept there and there was in like, if you looked like you cared about what you're doing more. Um, and so like, I kind of go back and forth between that level of thought. Like I wish that they would push, making work that will survive in the real world yes. a little bit stronger yeah. than just being like, Oh, well you thought really well, like that's, <laughs> that's great. But you, I think early on people should be told like, if you don't like have interest in getting the technical execution up to a certain quality, you're going to have trouble. Like right. there's, and there's other creative positions to where you don't have to have that, Um, or like working in the creative field where you don't have to have the creative proficiency to make things look a certain way. I just wish that like some curriculums would advise people a little, like a little bit better to where they can be best suited. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's, that's always been one of my main concerns with kind of these creative art schools is that they don't really teach you well for like the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's there's a lot to unpackage with that just cuz like they they tell you like, "Oh yeah, you'll get a job within this much time of graduating." And it's like <laughs> if you're really doing stuff that can that can sustain real-world use. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I didn't get a job out of out of school. Hmm. We'll actually jump to that in a minute, but I want to talk about um because I know it's very important for people to hear. People usually want to hear how people get jobs. But yeah. so within school, with the art school you went to, were you ever, so you placed out of some um, fundamental courses, but did you ever take any other mediums or were you, because um, I know in school here at Greensboro, you have to take like sculpture or photography or, you know, other mediums. Did you do that? Um, well, the, the Art Institute was very focused on the major that you were focused okay. in. Okay. Um, but, but that being said, they did allow for electives. And since that school has a variety of majors, like there's a photography major in that. And so um, I took a lot of photo classes. Like, oh, sick. I took, oh man, I took, I think I took enough photo classes to be like a junior level <laughs> BFA in photo. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like lighting one and two, uh, digital asset management. Oh my Jeez. god! There's a lot of stuff that I took that out that because because since I tested out of some of those credits, I needed to make it up 
make up for the, t- the hours. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so I just supplemented a lot of that stuff with photo stuff. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And there were some higher level photo classes that I had. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not doing that because <laughs> I, I knew what the, what the, like, the financial cost was for that stuff because yep. of, like, like, um, like film purchasing yep. for large format cameras is not something I want to be buying on my own time. <laughs> uh, even medium format stuff and, like, printing. Uh, but I, I did take a printing class, which was pretty rad. Um, but yeah, I also sat in on a lot of photo classes cause I kind of, I became really good for like, not really good friends, but friends with some of the photo teachers. And then I was also dating somebody at the time who was in the photo program. So it made it a lot easier just to like sit in on her classes and kind of just watch, um, what was going on and like, listen and sometimes take part. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's cool. I mean, like I said, it's cool that you can combine photo and graphic design so easily. And that's kind of cool that you went through that. I would have definitely done the same thing if I were you. Yeah. Well, it, you know, like photo and, and photo is a really interesting facet of even design because like your eye in a photo is very like you're, you're creating a scene. Right. And so like in design, you, if you have that ability to see the, the bigger picture, sort of, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think you just have a little bit more grasp on creating a full composition because a photo oftentimes is a full composition of something. And so like setting up that shot, getting the right shot, mm-hmm. same, same deal with laying something out. Like you're going from corner to corner, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Actually, I want to I back up a little bit because you placed out of a couple of classes yeah. So with Photoshop and stuff, were you self-taught pretty much or were you just like with your friends or did you learn on YouTube or what was it like back then, you know, being oh, able man. to teach yourself that? You know, what's what's fun about about thinking back is that YouTube wasn't even a thing. Oh, yeah, that's I didn't even think about that. Dude, the thinking back to the, the technology or like the Internet around that time, like there was not nearly as much stuff that was so widely uploadably like sociably socially usable and so like there was stuff like e-bombs world and like all those like <laughs> those jokey websites that would that like would be a couple people uploading videos and they'd be funny yes. but there wouldn't be great videos yeah, um and it's yeah. not a lot of user created content um so to answer your question like a lot of my foundation was just like being self-taught and figuring things out and like man for for anybody who doesn't like doesn't know how to use programs, I would just say, fuck around, like, yeah. figure it's, it out. Cause like, you're going to find your way of how things work for you. And then you'll refine that as you go. Absolutely. It's like, that's me right now trying to learn uh, Adobe premiere for video oh, stuff. Dude, <laughs> video stuff, video stuff is a lot of fun, but like, and I took a couple, like I took a class, a photo class that did video in school too. It's so intimidating. Yes. You know? Yes. I've, I've, you know, I've stayed in Lightroom and uh, Photoshop for the last almost 10 years. So when I opened that yeah. program, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and like, oh, man, Lightroom. Like so many people are like, why do you use Lightroom still? It's like you have to understand that Lightroom is like one of the first photo editing specific programs that I ever used. Because yeah. I didn't even didn't, th- didn't even think about putting photos into Photoshop. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
I was just like, I'm not going to paint on my photos. Like, what, what am I going to do in Photoshop? And then like, Lightroom came along and it had like the develop uh, pane and like all that stuff where you can just like easily change small little things on your on your photos. And I was just like, OK, this is the program I need to use. And I just like forgot everything else. Dude. <laughs> it's crazy because I just, <laughs> I started back. I started I started in Photoshop and then Lightroom. And when I went to Lightroom, my whole world just completely changed. I was like, yeah. "What have I been doing for the last five or so years?" Well, I know, but like a lot of a lot of people start in Photoshop because like that's just what you know. I think that's like the common thing to to jump in. Yeah, and, yeah. But Lightroom is so powerful if you know how to get around it. Absolutely, absolutely. But anyways, back to design. <laughs> little yeah. little yeah, yeah, segue yeah. there. So how was so in the institute, was there like a final project or how did the end of that kind of road look for you? There was a lot actually. Um so the last year I would say of the program was a lot of big project based classes. So it would be something something where you were taking like branding or art direction or like a, I don't know, they had weird names for their classes, but essentially they were open-ended projects that were, so the, the quarters we were on were 11 weeks long. And so we would usually have two to three projects early on in the, in the final year of, of those classes. And so as you got to like the later on classes, it would be like two or one project that you would work on for the whole 11 weeks. But the, the curriculum of those classes allowed you to interpret the, the project brief as your own. And I think probably about halfway through the, the program itself, I decided that like, yeah, branding and like print based stuff was kind of my lane that I wanted to sit in because I started to see how quickly web and digital stuff was evolving and like doing this snowball effect mm -hmm. to where it was just like oh man mobile apps are coming out because this was like right after the iphone 3g came out when i was in school um and so people were like making iphone stuff and they were making websites and all this like new web technology to where it had to work on an iphone or like work on other devices and like all this stuff and i was just like nah, i don't no 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 like i'm i'm not doing that like it's just it's too much for me to like keep up with and like the the technology is still pretty new so it's going to be evolving a lot and it did like it it's 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 so fast for me to keep up with that like i was just like nah i'm going to i'm going to stick to branding and so a lot of those later on projects were branding focused on the print side and for just just different kind of things so i think in school i brand uh, the first branding project that i did was like a rebrand of delta airlines because we had to pick we had to pick a <laughs> a company to rebrand that already existed like a large company that already existed which is you know shooting for the stars but like go for it right um and then i think my own generated stuff i created um god if i can think back correctly we created a magazine we did, I did a film packaging run. So I did packages for like, just like 35 millimeter film, um, a food truck, a clothing line, a bike <laughs> manufacturer. Oh my God. 
Jeez, uh, what else? Yeah, and like I think that was probably it because the last couple were just like refining your portfolio, and I think I just collaborated with people on like the last few. Um, but yeah, those were like the big branding things I did in school that kind of like really shaped a lot of kind of like the trajectory because even in, in the last year of school starting in uh, the fall of 2011 because I graduated in December of 2012 um, I started interning and so like a lot of those the places I was interning were kind of influencing like oh this style is cool like I really connect with this I want to try and put that into my own work and see how I can develop um, a much more uh, develop like refined style that's like in this direction. Jesus Christ, I'm just thinking about all that, and it's like that probably took all took hours and hours and hours. It's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it it's a lot of it, it's just a lot of like playing around and figuring how people do stuff, really. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and that's I mean that's like that's a big repeating thing, and and. Almost everything I do is like say, figuring yeah. out how something is done. Do it my own way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's crazy. And were were those projects like group or all individual? Mostly they were individual. Okay. And so you you had to come up with like name, like company, like what it is, why it's doing what it's doing, um, and then you just created you did the whole like creative direction and visual stuff for it. And See that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because even on your website you and your like your I guess context area you kind of talk about that too yeah. like it's like what are you doing how are you doing blah 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 I can't verbatim it's not what it says but like it's it's crazy what goes into right. like these different designs you see around the world like there's a reason why it looks the way it does you know yeah and uh, yeah so where have you been why are you here um, where are you going and where do you want to wh- wh- where do you want to aim for so I'm just yeah. like that makes a lot of sense of, you know, of what, yeah. of the, of the well, end result. Yeah, because, like, you don't really go logo shopping, right? Like, you have it made for you. Um, and so, like, oh, the way that I approach projects just foundationally, like, from those questions is, like, I make stuff specifically for, like, the client and their project. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not like, well, I draw this way here's this drawing that I have. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to do that because then everything starts to look the same and you can't tell project from project or like why this company even looks this way. Yes. Like why does this company have this drawing for it? Like it's not named that. Like why does that that? And so there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of just information that you <laughs> have to, has to go into it. Yes, there's so much for sure. And we'll definitely dive into your process on that in a couple yeah. couple minutes for sure. So I want to get to the end of school and the transition into you weren't always freelance. I mean, you had some in-betweeners, oh. right? Well, actually, their internship. Um, yeah, so so the last year of, of school, like, we, like internship was actually a course in school. Like they made you get an internship, um, which is a really cool part of that curriculum, I think. Um, but there was a professor that was like short lived at my school and I interned for him for like a few months. I don't even remember how long it was. It could have been two, could have been three. It was something like that. Uh, his name is Mark English. He's a very well versed designer. He's mostly a professor now, but he still does 
some design work to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's like a figurehead in in design in America, kind of. Wow. Uh, um, but like he ended up teaching a couple of the classes I was in. Uh, he was by far the most difficult teacher for like many reasons, but he's also, <laughs> he's also a really cool guy. Um, yeah. got a very strong personality. Um, and he was the one that pushed professional work very heavily, uh, among maybe one or two others, but it was, he was the one that was like, everybody was like, Oh, I hate his class. And I was like, I love this dude's class. It's like, it's like all y'all get to see reality right now. And it's so cool. Dude, only people realize that you <clears throat> If you're paying for school, you uh-huh. need someone who's going to actually make you work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for this is, sure. I mean, because I'm, I'm sure that professor, I'm sure he, or wherever he was to you, I'm sure he really set you up for how things actually work, you know? The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. Well, oh, dude. Yeah, he he was hard enough on people to where they kind of woke up and were like, okay, this is actually hard. Yes. You know, we're not just drawing. Yep. Like, it, this, is, this is something difficult that we have to actually put a lot of thought into. And that that's eye-opening for a lot of people. And Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those things. But like, I I did I got to intern for him for a while. It was interesting for sure because like he was he was uh, a he's a professor full time mm-hmm. and does he's like basically a creative director for his design pursuit. So he has like interns and employees that do his own his his like design visual stuff. But he comes up with all the the direction and kind of creative ideas. Um, but after that, I started interning at uh, a studio here in town called Helms Workshop. Okay. Um, where really was where I met like the first kind of like peers that I really connected with, uh, local designers, uh, Lauren Dickens and Eric Montez. Like those two were doing stuff where I was like, you guys are doing stuff that I really love. Like <laughs> the the guy who owns the 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 studio, Christian Helms, is also extremely talented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time, like, you know, hanging out and talking to him. And like, so I was mostly around Lauren and Eric. And like, the stuff that they were doing was just like it just resonated inside of me. Yeah. And like, I love their work now. Um, and like, I keep in touch with both of them, and they're awesome. Like, they're super awesome people. So. It was really cool to be around them for such a long time because I was there for seven months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then right after that, like um, probably a month or a few weeks after that, I started interning in a studio here called Gorilla Suit, um, which they're another branding studio. They're more on the advertising side, but they were, they're responsible for stuff like the Mohawk in Austin. Um, the they were. Yeah, okay. and so and they were behind. They're behind the festival with in collaboration with then at the time uh, Transmission Entertainment, uh, Fun 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 Fest in Austin. Yes, um, and just like I don't know, they had a lot of clients that were very uh, out there in Austin that were like really cool to be able to see like the inner workings of and you know get to like kind of work on that. And I was there for like I think five or six months also uh, up until I graduated college. Golly. 
Jeez, I mean, yeah. seven full months too. I, I bet that was uh, whew, I bet that was insane. Yeah, yeah. So that was, oh man, that was like a year and a half for the internships. So were you like going after classes, or what was your, what were you, what were you doing there? Like, were you just assisting them or taking on projects yourself? Um, so I was, I was going to those internships on my days off okay. because okay. the the art institute classes were like four hours long and sometimes and usually I would stack classes on the same day so I would have more time in the week uh, that was open so I could work on stuff or work or do whatever um, and so I, I purposefully scheduled my time at school so that I could spend as much time at the internships as possible mm-hmm. um, but at the internships it was mostly just um, role-playing as like a junior designer or like product production assistant, mm-hmm. if I had to whittle it down, um, at, at Mark English's shop, that was like mostly doing production, like actual design work and like putting stuff together because he was hands off completely. He was mostly just like advising and looking at stuff, um, and being that like true creative director role. And <clears throat> at, at Helms workshop, I was mostly just like helping them do things, small stuff usually, um, there were a couple things that they gave me that, but they were mostly small projects. There wasn't like, Hey, make a logo for this company. Gotcha. It was, it was more so like, <laughs> Hey, can you make this? Yeah. And a lot of times, a lot of times I wouldn't even know what I was making. Like, uh, are you familiar with uh, pint house pizza in Austin? I'm not, I'm not. Okay. So there's, there's just like a pizza shop here in town that, um, they branded back when I was, I was there. They started and they finished it way after I was, I was gone. But like, they started that while I was there, um, and they were like, "Hey, can you make this compass for us?" And okay. it wasn't even it wasn't even anything with a logo in it or anything. They were just like, "Hey, we need a compass graphic." And then, oh man, fast forward like two years, and I walk into the freshly opened Pint House Pizza restaurant, and the compass that I made is on the floor. Shut up. And I was like, "That's <laughs> what it was for." Okay. <laughs> cool. How surreal was that, dude? <laughs> Dude, that was insane to walk in and be like, that looks familiar. And now, now it's like almost everywhere and kind of like on their pizza boxes and shirts. Uh, But I have to say that like, I just made the outside of the compass. Like they put all the logos and stuff on the middle part. And so if anybody goes and looks at that compass, all the Pint House branding in the center is all them. The actual compass graphic is something that I put together. <laughs> Did not have an idea what I was, what I was doing. That's awesome. Um, I bet. I mean, I, I bet you seeing that even you know because you were still kind of in school, not necessarily on freelancing and doing your own thing yet. That would had to be like, a, oh, okay, cool. Maybe I can, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it. It was a really interesting thing to walk in and be be surprised with for sure. It was one of those things like, whoa. I remember working on that. Like, <laughs> I did. I did do that. Yeah, yeah. And like there were there were a few other projects in there where I like I did a very insignificant role to them, but it's it was still really cool to see them, like finished out, in real form. Like that is a thing that I had my hands on. Yes. Like yes. there was a really cool thing for Austin Beer Works, that uh, I got to help Lauren out with. Actually, it was like the first thing I worked on. Um. At, at that that internship yeah yeah and uh like i played such an insignificant role in that but it was really cool to kind of have like you look at it and be like i kind of helped make it look that way and it's 
kind of gratifying in a way. Absolutely. You know, no bigger small victories. It's all a victory. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I have, I have tons of stories from those internships. Like, all three of them have their own share of just fun things to yeah, yeah. talk about. That's awesome, dude. Cool. Yeah. So, let's go post. Okay. So after the internships, after school, obviously, you graduated. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. how did post-grad look for you? I mean, were you kind of scared? Did you have any leads on jobs? Or were you just kind of just jumping out there? So... Um, at that time I was interning at Gorilla Suit with my friend Drew, mm-hmm. um, Drew Lakin, which yes. you met, you met, he played in, in torture. Yeah. Which, shout out to Drew. Um, yeah. Shout out to Drew for sure. He's fucking killing it. Uh, he's actually in Portland now. Wait, do you move? Yeah, he moved out to Portland, oh, which damn. is, which is rad. He started, he just started a new, uh, a new company with, um, with this guy, Al, uh, called Onlyist. Dude, which, that's sick. Which, which I'm stoked for them. That's it's super cool that that he was able to move out there, connect with a dude that, like, we kind of both know that he worked with for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and you know, start something fresh and just keep rolling. But yeah, after school, like, he he graduated uh, a quarter before I did. We were both interning at Gorilla Suit at the same time. And uh, at the end of that, like, I was graduating. The internship was ending. Uh, it was kind of a thing where there weren't really any job prospects in town that either of us wanted. Um, it was one of those things where we were like, I don't want to work at some of these digital agencies because I don't do digital work. And I don't really want to, I don't see myself fitting in with a lot of the places. And like, we didn't have a huge knowledge of like what was in town that we could go to. So both he and I were just kind of like, fuck it. You want to like, see if we can try something on our own and see how it goes. And so like I graduated late, just like kind of mid to late December of 2012 and January of 2013, he and I started a company out of my apartment called sturdy MFG co. Mm -hmm. That was just like branding and, you know, design pursuit, I guess, uh, just kind of doing what we do. And, that was really like that was the first thing I did out of school. Like, did not like as soon as we were like, yeah, let's try something. I was like, I'm not gonna look for a job. Like, let's just see how it works. So I was kind of all in, you know. I was just like, if it works, it works. If not, then I'm confident in my portfolio that I could probably find myself somewhere. Mm-hmm. But man, like, graduated 20 th- 2012, and I'm talking to you now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah so like we ended up working together for about for two years um and just doing what came to us like if i mean you've looked at my website so you're probably familiar with it but that garbo's project yeah look at that right now actually (laughs) yeah that was that was our first client that was our very first client in 2013 food truck right yep yep food truck still open today i actually just did a project like a small task for them this morning um killing it they have i think they have two or three food trucks and a brick and mortar restaurant now dude that's Uh, freaking wild oh actually two brick and mortars if you consider the little location they have in the whole foods um in the in the domain yeah so they have they're just it it was it's crazy to see that like that was our very first client they haven't changed the branding like it's all the same from what what it was originally and it was just like Whoa! Like, 
that's crazy cool. to see seeing yeah, that, you it, know riding around like oh cool i did that we did that <laughs> yeah and like i'll i still have people if i post about something i did for garbos or something they're like wait you did that like i love that place and like that is such an interesting thing and like it's so cool to hear people that are like man i love this place i never know who did that i was like yeah i that that's me like <laughs> I, I, if, if you go on the website i'm pretty sure there's still like the 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 pencil drawing of the logo Dude. that's like towards the bottom of the of that page Dude. i just remember like i remember that project like we painted that that food truck in the middle of february ourselves like both drew and i were outside painting that food truck either in my apartment parking lot or at the the client's house no way in the driveway yeah we we painted it ourselves dude that's sick i mean I, <laughs> you kept the prices cut on y'all's and it was like oh we're just doing it ourselves dude well, that's so wild yeah so like that's kind of a thing that like sturdy kind of set out to be is like something that will do everything that we can and that is further than the computer screen you know like we tried to screen print shirts, we tried to paint signs. Like we did a, a handful of murals during that time, uh, just trying to make stuff further than inside Illustrator, and right, just right. to set ourselves, just to set ourselves apart. You know, doing something that not every designer in town wants to do or will do, um, and like, you know. That is true. I, def I definitely applaud y'all for that because I think most of the designers I know and no shade on them for sure. They were not no. gonna go out and paint <laughs> right. what they what they did. You know, they sent it to a painter. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Well, we, we didn't know any sign painters in town. Like we didn't know anybody who would like want to do a mural for next to nothing. You oh know? yeah. So, so we were like, I mean, we can roll this into our costs and you know not have to like pay out from what we're making because neither of us are making a living outside of this. Um, you know, and really all we, all we had to figure out with that was how do we project the graphics onto a large surface, which we bought a old overhead projector that was like used in, uh, like classrooms. Mm -hmm. And we just found out what kind of paint works best, which if you don't know, is a, is one shot enamel paint works great on metal. Okay. That's what, that's what we painted on. Yeah, we used, you know, we just went went to the art store and we're like hey what works great with one shot and they were like here's these brushes here's some some things you could use that and was, that, was, that it. was it yeah we just like traced traced the graphics onto the truck from from the overhead projector and then just went to town really Dude, fucked that's... up did all that <laughs> yeah see that fuck some of it up oh absolutely <laughs> i mean mineral spirits is your friend for sure Dude, that's hilarious. I love that, man. <laughs> um, cool. So I guess continue with that. So y'all worked together for how long? Two years. Two so, years. Okay. And a little bit of background about Drew, too, is that he had a screen printing company um, for shirts before he even went to school. And so he was making design and T-shirts before he even like decided to do it as a career. Wow. And so he was doing it for, for, band, for his bands and other bands and like... Yeah, he was already way ahead of the curve. So he and I were very similar in that. And like we even like kind of came up in the same hardcore scene. Like he's from San Antonio. He oh, wow. played in bands in San Antonio and Austin. And so like we're very very similar people and which you've been around us briefly so you can kind of oh, absolutely. understand like yeah. 
So like he and I vibe on off each other really Those well. Those vibes was like really cool. cool. I can definitely tell y'all really <laughs> like each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and but yeah, like we worked together from 2013 up until 2015, mm-hmm. and he just he moved on to a studio to get some more like stability and some you know some more just chops and yeah. just like get stuff you know just change it up a bit um which it was there was no like hard feelings or anything like that we weren't like mad at one another for anything no, at least me. you know that i was aware of but you know it, it we were we were gosh we were killing it for a long time but i think at the time he just needed something a little bit more stable a little bit yeah uh, i can definitely see that being like you know kind of working for yourself and stuff of you know yeah it's, it's, it's Dude, kind of downfall yeah oh well 100 percent. like it's it can be taxing for sure and i don't i don't really know like all the reasons that that really swayed him it was a great opportunity that he took and like honestly if i was offered that opportunity i would have taken it as well like i don't really blame him at all for wanting to do that and so i was super happy for him to move on and go and go do something um elsewhere and at the same time i was just like let's keep it going let's keep let's keep this train moving (laughs) i didn't have anything else truthfully and like people were still coming coming to for work and so i just kept it rolling okay so you kept it rolling solo it's just you didn't bring anyone else in it was just you i've had so over the time like even while he was working with me we had interns come in um like we had we've had people we had people intern for us we never hired anybody like part-time or full-time um and even after he he parted ways with me um i had a couple interns uh briefly but it was like pretty much after i want to say 2015 i kind of stopped um looking for interns really um just because it was getting to the point where like i was much faster with my production rate and i didn't necessarily need to like take steps back to teach people about projects yeah, and yeah. it be- it became a thing where like some of the interns that I had were like coming in only a couple days a week, and that's not necessarily enough time to offer a lot of like leeway or, or like progress on projects. They'd kind of like do one thing and then they leave. <laughs> yeah, they they'd be like, "All right, I kind of did my thing," and I'm just like, "If you got something to do, that's." That's what you got to do. It's like, why, why am I doing this? I definitely, I definitely uh, am with you on that one. There's kind of no point in doing that if you're not going to have a lot of time with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of tough. And, like, it's not that I wasn't paying him. Like, we we always tried to pay the people that would come help us out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. It's more of an interest thing, I guess. Wow. So, as, okay, as the clients kept coming in and you just finally, you know, kind of just do everything by yourself, how would you, guys, as far as your, your schedule and your, your process with the clients, how would you balance all that? I don't know, man. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. Like, I've worked countless hours. Um, at the time, I wasn't really playing in a band. Uh, that whole year of 20, uh, 2015, it was mostly just work. Uh, like, I was in a band called 815 at the time mm-hmm. that was pretty inactive. So, like, and when that stuff would come up, I would know well in advance, and so I could easily plan for it. But truthfully, like, didn't really make a great schedule. St- like, didn't really have any idea how to balance time super well. I think you know, it's just just, just kind of putting my head down and making it happen till it's done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, would work late a lot. Tried to always 
take the weekends off if I could, mm-hmm. just because I, I think rest time is extremely important. But, yes, yes. but you know, sometimes you got to just, you got to power through and make it work. That's one but, of the things about freelancers, and I know a bunch around here, is how do you know when to take time off? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I'm... I'm pretty much seven years into like professionally doing this out of school. Mm-hmm. I can feel when I need to take time off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at this point, because um, I just I can just tell when my brain is stirring and like not uh, like performing at a at a level where I'm like this is gonna be finished. Like I'm just like I'm gonna be spinning in circles. I'm gonna come back to this tomorrow and change it all. You know, one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I start to feel that, like I just have that like kind of internal. Uh, instinct to be like, I gotta get up and do something else, man. Like, <laughs> gotta go. Do you have any points in the year where you like take like a lot of time off, like a like a good chunk, or do you use small increments? Uh honestly, it's not consistent. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, like I just got back from Sound and Fury and going oh, to yeah. see Half Heart. So, Damn, like, sick. I w- I went to Boston and L.A. all in a two week span. <laughs> oh my god! And, oh yeah, and did all that like, like. Literally flew to Boston, drove back to New York with a good friend of mine, flew to L.A., did that, and came back to Austin. So I was gone for, like, 12 days. Oh, my um, God. And, like, truthfully needed it. Like, I could feel right up to Independence Day where I was like, I need to not be at my desk. <laughs> uh, and I was right. I was I was definitely right about that. Um, good for you. <laughs> It's just one of those things, man, where you're just like, if I keep going, I'm going to be in a in a rough place. Yes. Like, yes. And I think it, it's one of those things if you can figure it out soon and like early, it's great to to do that. But also like they announced those have heart shows like a while ago and so it was planned. It just happened to like coincide with a perfect timing, like, hey, there's not a whole lot going on right now. Like you can Take time off Take a break. for once. Absolutely. Plus, yeah. to see something like monumental. I bet those shows were absolutely incredible. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They look dude. awesome. Like, it's kind of hard to describe, truthfully. Like, I've, I got, I was fortunate enough to see Have Heart a bunch when they were a band, like, initially a band. Yeah. 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 Uh, from, from like, almost conception to the nearly the very end. Like, 815's first show was Have Heart's final show in San Antonio. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's like way to be spoiled as a band, right? Um, but it was one of those things where you don't quite remember the feeling of seeing a band that's on their level of like just, I don't know, how they impact people yeah, and yeah. like the reaction that they get and just like how much it actually means to you. Um, until you see that and feel that again. And like, there were points I'm pretty sure in, like I saw them four times, uh, over that span. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, there were points where like, I definitely welled up and I was like, Oh my goodness. Like this is hitting me so hard. Right oh now. dude. Yes. Yes. Cause that like their music and their lyrical content, like everything that they've done as a band is just like incredible. So like just having them play shows at such an interesting time, and having that many people like just going off all it, it's, it's it's breathtaking for sure it dude. is it's it's something to see absolutely that's awesome dude 
But yes, yeah, yeah. so we can talk. We, we, that'd be a separate podcast for that one. <laughs> oh, but, dude, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that was a, that was a whole another thing right there. I'm, I'm happy you got to go for sure, for sure. Um, so I want to get to like some of these bajillion brands you work for. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So and I tried to pinpoint your style, but I was just like, is even for the work you did for us, I'm just like, it doesn't look like anything you've done for anyone else. So, what's your creative process when you're working for these brands? And you mentioned you ask a lot of questions or what they're trying to do, but like, how? Give us a little bit more detail of how you come to the end result of these uh, designs. A lot of exploration, really. Um, so, a little bit about my process. Um, I try to get as much information as I can up front, um, especially on larger projects. So, like, I don't have a ton of current stuff online or on my website, you know, anywhere really. Like, I'll post bits and pieces of things that are coming up or whatever. But the last last few years, I've tried to really refine that process, and if it's kind of whittled itself down to like getting as much information out of the client as possible about their business and like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spend, I spend probably more time than I need to thinking um, <laughs> just cause like concepts are way more important than just like making something look nice. I think. Right. right, right. Uh, uh, and then I do, I do a lot of research and that, that kind of goes between like, market research of what that brand is sitting in and where their competitors are how other people look and then just doing visual stuff look just trying to get some like visual inspiration that may hit on some some stuff so i use a lot of keywording and like verbiage i write a lot when it comes to like starting a project especially the larger ones like the larger projects that i do i do a lot more upfront work um like Jeez, if you go and look at the the prospect coffee one, any of the stuff that's online that's like kind of a bit bigger looking, mm-hmm. um, the James Danger thing that's on my website, the Jubal Cookware stuff, like really trying to figure out what the voice is of the brand, what the what who it's going to appeal to, a lot of that stuff where I have to like really target just where what it needs to look like really not so much of like what i want it to look like but what this brand can benefit the most out of looking like and just putting my spin on that uh and then and so it's like i do a lot of get a, get a lot of information do a lot of thinking do that research and then i build a creative brief that kind of touches on a lot of those keywords like i mentioned and like i do a lot of writing and then it's like sketching making those concepts visual in a way how they're like how they can be clever or how do they work in a realm of of seeing it and understanding it or like kind of being tricked by it but then you kind of discover it kind of like that fedex logo with the arrow yeah yep um and then like the final step i take is that like digital production and finish out and so working with brands on that it's you're kind of working with different people. Nobody, no client ever in my entire experience has ever been the same. So it's definitely one of those things where it's like people are very uh, precious about the company that they're starting. Mm-hmm. And so so trust is one of those things you have to, you have to earn and keep because 
like especially in a freelance realm or independent creative realm like people can be very finicky uh yes. especially yes. is it like if they don't know you and they're coming to you cold like they have to understand like why am i paying this much for this project why why is this person like telling me like this is what i need or why is this person doing this and why is why is this and that or like i wish it looked like this i wish we could do that um and it's just kind of like creating that balance of here's like my professional creative thinking versus like what you had in your mind this entire time and how to meet those things into like a a finished product where it's just like here's what you got <laughs> Um, and make it work and, and, and get people psyched on like why it is the way it is and how they can live with it for a pretty long time. Because like, I typically try to make stuff for people. It's going to last. It's going to, it's going to last as long as they need it to mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. and that's cause you don't like when I see brands rebranding like year after year, mm. and I'm just like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what, why, why are you rebranding? Like, what's, what's the point? Like, Facebook changed the, the, the height of the crossbar and the F. Like, who's going to look at that? Like, <laughs> who are you selling Facebook to, to where they're like, that crossbar is a little too low. It's like, <laughs> no one has ever said that. Like, your mom's not going to notice that the fucking F in Facebook is, is adjusted. She's going to be like, oh, it's blue still. Like, it's like what? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's blue. Dude, that's good. See, this is why y'all need to hire Matt, guys. Oh man, <laughs> Facebook. Keep looking. Oh, but dude, I, I, I think it's incredible, man. Because I think, I mean, when I look at these designs, and like I was, I was on here for a while this week and last week, and I was just looking at like, I would never change these designs if I was the companies. You know, these are so freaking good. The colors, the fonts, is I can tell you put a lot into each and every project and i'm you know there's definitely kudos to that yeah i i try i i try to put as much like thoughtful like at least like pursuit into everything that that i work on just because you know i want people to be as happy about it as they can be um and satisfied with the work because like if if i give something off that i'm not psyched on then like i can't expect somebody else to be that thrilled on it um, in a way, like there's definitely things where you have to kind of meet in the middle sometimes and like, um, satisfy the client and like what they really, really want. And sometimes that's not exactly what you want for them, but yeah. it could, it could be that solution that like over time really grows with them. And like you find, you can, you see it later on and you're like, you become more happy with it. But you know, yeah. sometimes staring through it and on a computer screen, it's not always the most appealing thing, but when you start to see it living and breathing, that's when you're kind of like, oh, okay, I was, I was wrong. Like, let me take a step back a little bit. Like they, they have the intuition that really worked for them. And you know, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those, things. One of those balance things, you know? Dang, dude, that's insane. That's cool though. That's cool though. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So as far as you still enhancing your skills and, you know, obviously there's a lot to learn always, no matter how kind of, you know, experienced you are, how are you kind of, you know, finding ways to get better or learn more? Uh, just trying new stuff. Um, that's, that's one of the things that I try to do a lot is like really push, push out of my comfort zones okay. with the things that I make. Like, uh, last year I went and bought a iPad pro oh, and sick, started, sick. 
artist started drawing in Procreate a whole lot, which uh, before that I was drawing on like tracing paper and 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 drawing vellum and with like <laughs> pens and pencils and stuff, and which is super valid. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I. I, ha- I know a lot of people that still draw on paper and tracing paper and like iterate and reiterate. But like having the, the digital format with something that you can iterate and edit and, and move around just like instantly without ruining and throwing stuff away and like wasting paper and making trash really, it's, it's so valuable. But at the same time, like it kind of allows you to explore a lot of different styles or like techniques that you almost couldn't wrap your head around with just like pencil to paper um because like i'm not really a traditional illustrator like my mom or like i can make something look like hyper realistic or like really the way that like really traditional in a way like i i draw in a very graphic way um and so i'm always trying to find ways to do something different, like add different aspects to it or make like work with depth or work with shading techniques or like try to see what I can do with like very simple adjustments and just like push around and like make things almost uncomfortable and like see where I can take things um, as far as drawing and stuff like that goes because it's, I don't know, I don't really want to draw the same thing a ton of times. Yeah. Like a lot of of people are like, I just draw snakes and like... (laughs) you can do that but i i want to every time i draw something new i kind of want it to have its own appeal in a way like i i i don't i think you know going back to like where you were saying like you couldn't really pinpoint a style that i have like i would i wouldn't say that i have a particular style necessarily i just i i mostly want the 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 awareness of my work to be on like a quality level as opposed to like like oh he draws this certain way and that that's the look you know it's it's more that that kind of thought so i i try to do as much as i can to learn and like grow and try different stuff and really make things look unique in a way or something or just in a way that like i'm inspired to really push something that i'd never really done before right right and i think that's good for you to do just I don't know, just for your well-being as a creative, just to call it, always push the limits and try something new. And, you know, I think that'll keep it fun, you know, fun and challenging for you, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a lot of like the end goal, too. So it's like I want to all like I want to remain psyched on making creative work. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, you know, if you're just drawing the same thing, like you can kind of feel stagnant in that like kind of quickly. Absolutely. Uh, and so I don't really want I don't want that. Like, I don't want to feel that like, well, I've been drawing this thing. <laughs> same way it's like kind of it's kind of boring it's like i don't really want to feel bored in such a uh like not boring uh industry absolutely absolutely actually it's actually a really a segue so what do you want to do like as far as your end goal or you know the the work you see yourself in i guess next 20 or so years oh man i don't i haven't honestly i haven't really thought that far forward like uh, an end goal is uh, I haven't really set that like I, like I said I want to I want to remain stoked on on doing what I'm doing and like continue to push myself in whatever directions like I feel inspired to like do um, I'd love to remain working for myself because like 
like I've I've done a, a, a I've done some stints at like studios or whatever for a few days or a few months, but like part time only, like lower lower time commitment, never full time anywhere. Just like it's more of like a help role that I played yeah. at any of the places that I've, I've done stuff like that, and like it's always it's always felt more natural just to like be at my desk working for myself doing doing my own like you know soup to nuts really everything just because i feel like i don't know that's just how i work the best really the only thing i might change about that is maybe work around people a little bit more just so i can kind of bounce ideas off and have that kind of community a little bit more often but dude i would i would love to continue working for myself and like have you know really inspiring people close to me which i think that i do currently and i keep in touch with a lot of people i'm inspired by you definitely being one of those thank you Uh, yeah (laughs) um but like i i don't know i i look i look at at the people that i keep close as like you know like sources of inspiration and so i i you know there was like there's that saying that's like do what you love and you love never work a day in your life but it's like it's still hard work but it's just worth doing right and so that's all that's all i want like finances i want to not have to worry about it (laughs) if i don't have to uh but like as far as end goals i don't know if there's i don't know if there's anything specific where i'm like i want to be there and i'm yeah like currently i'm here i don't know where that leads to but i'm i'm wanting to see (laughs) i see nothing but great things you know what i'm saying like I remember when I showed our, because we did kind of, kind of a rebrand, redesign thing with you, uh, I think it was last year, and I remember showing Jacob, and he was like, oh my god. Because <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I don't think I told him I was doing it with you, I think I just kind of went with you by myself, yeah. and you know, and he was absolutely blown away, and I was like, yo, this is this is Matt, man, he's, he's, he's absolutely incredible. Then I showed him your band, he was even more blown away again. <laughs> Damn. So, he wanted to be That's here, awesome. but he just had some conflict in schedules just tell them what's up for me absolutely um, yeah i i don't know man. i y'all were super fun to work on like i i was psyched to be able to like make that logo for you guys and like do all those iterations and like dude that was that was a really fun project at a pretty good time so i'm, I'm i was psyched to be able to do that stuff dude dude you know i had to support the homie you know what i'm saying <laughs> super good stuff and i plan on coming back i have some other other projects i want you on so i'm definitely gonna be in touch you know i got you up. But cool. So let's give some, before we bounce out, let's give some advice to, I mean, you dropped a lot of great, you know, advice and tips throughout this whole entire interview, but maybe like a, um, a couple more on, uh, you know, just for the up and coming creatives and people who are in this industry right now. Sure. Of course. Um, so I kind of get, I get a fair amount of, uh, like students or hobby designers coming to me asking like, how do you make this a living? Um, or like, how do you, progress like where where do you see progress and like all kinds of people looking for advice which i'm more than happy to answer like if people if people go the the distance to reach out to me like i will talk back to them and discuss like what they're what they're needing um but really when it comes down to it it's like make the stuff you want to make because you'll only get back what you're putting out into the world because like i was even having this conversation with a student or a, a recent grad uh, last week, like if you're only doing something for a specific facet and like, so, so say that you're working for, I don't know, uh, 
like a like a mom and pop dog food brand or like or a dog store so like you're making the signs and whatever for the store like posters or if you're doing something for a coffee shop and it's just like just for them and that's what you're doing chances are you're probably going to get people if if the work is appealing to other people they're going to come to you for the same thing mm-hmm. whereas like if you want to be making like t-shirts or cool branding stuff or anything under the sun that you want to be making like you got to put it out there because awareness is the biggest part like if people know that you can do it then they're going to be that much more willing to come to you for that uh like for the longest time like i made cycling kits for team yacht club here in town and those are super fun to work on and i've gotten a handful of other cycling brands come to me for for cycling kits just based on what those looked like um and so it's one of those things where like people see that you're doing it they really like what you did Mm -hmm. and so they want you to do that for them and that's that's a really big thing but also like if you don't feel like you're your execution is where your mind sees it. Like just be relentless and get there. Like do what it takes to like put the, put the time and work in to be comfortable in achieving that style. And like, there's so many resources like Skillshare or YouTube, like anything out there that can like really help you get those, those technical things down or like get you in the right direction. Like, like Aaron Draplin is a super good resource on Skillshare. Uh, Benny Gold is a super good research resource on Skillshare. Yes. DK and G is a really good res- resource on Skillshare. And then like there's tons of stuff on YouTube also. I just recommend Skillshare because it's very in-depth. Like John Contino has a bunch of classes on there. He's awesome for hand for handmade stuff or just even layout stuff. Like he's a he's an incredible designer uh, out of New York. Um, you know, Another another thing is like if you're trying to do freelance stuff and you're kind of in that like, well, I'm not working right now. It's like you don't stop working, you know, yeah, like yeah. just it's like somebody somebody said it a while ago and I don't remember exactly where I heard it the first time, but I heard I've heard it in several places where it's like when the work stops, don't start don't stop working. Like make <laughs> just make stuff Dude, like because yes. that it goes it goes back to that thing in the beginning. Like if you want to be making a specific thing, make it, put it out there, let people know that you're there and it'll, it'll come to you. Like people will be like, Hey, I really liked that thing you made. Like, can you make something like that for me? Or here's what I want to do. Can you work on this? Mm-hmm. Cause I like back in, I don't know, 2015, 2016, at some point I did like a year's worth of sketches every morning. Um, and so that was like kind of my only output, which was not the most responsible thing. <laughs> uh, uh, so people would like, people saw that I was doing that every morning and just like posting stuff. I think I did like 270 something, whatever a year's worth of work days is. Um, and it was, it was a thing where I was drawing it in pencil and it was usually like typography, uh, Drawing it in pencil, putting it in Photoshop, inverting the pencil drawing, and just posting it to Instagram. And so people were like, I really like your chalk drawings. Wow. And I was like, I know what you're talking about, but it's really just pencil. Um, <laughs> so thank you. But at the same time, like, I, those are just for fun. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, 
but yeah, it was just one of those things where like I was getting people coming to me because I was posting so much of that. Yes. Yes. Um, and really all I was trying to do was like learn how letters work better together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, and I don't know it, a lot of things I get approached by too is like, how do you, how do you know what to charge? Yes. Which is, yes, yes. it's such a big thing in our industry. Like people don't know what any of this costs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there's no, there's no standard. Right. Right. And like the main thing I tell people is figure out what you need to make as a person for your income and charge according to that. So like if your hourly rate on a professional level is, $25 an hour, $30 an hour, $50 an hour, mm-hmm. whatever you feel like your time is worth, try to project how much time it'll take you to finish a project and charge in that ballpark to that. Right, right. Yeah. And so, like, I it, there's no static answer because everybody's in a different situation. Everybody needs different stuff. And so I can't be like, yeah, this logo project is $4,000. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but like, maybe not for everybody. It's like, because like the way that I charge stuff is I just tell people like, here's the averages that I've been charging for projects like this for the past two years. Here's what my last one I charged for was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this is kind of what we're working in, like in the range. But I always try to work with people's budgets. Like, yes, I, yes. I don't try to be of like this isn't the cost that you're going to pay or the price you're going to pay. Like I'm not doing it. It's like, I'm going to work with somebody if I'm psyched on their project. Yes, yes. I just, I just, I just need it to be worth my time in some form or fashion. Yes. You can't, you know, you're, um, you're not going to, you know, get kind of low balled, but you still want to do something for some money, you know, if you like the project. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things where like, you can charge what you want. Truthfully, like yeah, yeah. if you if you want to charge a client a lot of money, ask for it. If you feel like it's going to take you that much time and it's going to be that big of a project, ask for it. Ask for what you want, because like you want, you're not going to get what you want unless you ask for it. Really, like you can't take it. Like you can't go and take things from people. Yes, that's just not what you just can't do that. I um, agree. But like if you're working with friends, maybe just work with them. See what they can do. Like. If your friend is working for a giant company and they have the capital to pay you, yeah, 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 charge accordingly. But if it's your friend that is doing a band and or or some kind of like small thing, like say they want a logo for their photography pursuit or they want a logo for anything that they're doing themselves, help them out, and they'll they'll return that that straight back to you because like if they're really a friend and they're not going to take advantage of your time like you're just working with one another and helping each other out and that's more valuable than being like that's going to be two thousand dollars for this logo it's like (laughs) help your friends out like yes yes. you have a skill they don't have like come on uh but also like just be aware of your time when it comes to professional client work and that's all that's all you really got to know it's like the 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 weird I, – I definitely understand the weird uh, weight that that amateur designers or hobbyists or students or fresh grads or whatever like have on their shoulders. Like I don't know what this world has. Like I get that for sure because everybody's learning. Everybody doesn't know what they're doing. 
like you you learn as you go like i definitely am still learning as i'm going yes, and absolutely you just you have to figure it out and sometimes you get burned sometimes it's incredible like sometimes your business that you worked on the very first time you did anything lasts as long as you've been a company i don't know it's it's insane like you can it's it's really up to you and if you put the work in that's all you got to do really and just keep going dude hell yeah i love that i love all that all that i've faced some of those issues myself so that's i think we all do man it's yeah. it's it's just one of those things like facing it like is it worth it to you yeah if that if that answer is yes then do it you don't have to have you don't have to ask any other questions you know dude i love that the only one only matt thompson bro yeah. yes dude so where can we find you on the internet Oh man, I am. Um, my website is mattthompson.design. Yes. Uh, you can email me at studio at mattthompson.design. Uh, I'm on Instagram, just plainly Matt Thompson. Mm-hmm. I'm the one and only on yes. Instagram. I should probably add, I get a lot of questions from other Matt Thompsons that they want my username. The answer is <laughs> always no. So if there's any of you listening, <laughs> You're not no. going to get it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I uh, actually met a Daniel White who is from Virginia, and his username, oh. I want it so bad. It's Daniel White. I want that name so bad, but he would not oh. give it to me. It's, I don't know. It's it's one of those things like timing. You know, it's like you just signed up a day late or, you know, it's just like, dang it. Fuck. I didn't get my name. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I mean, I everybody. Well, when I signed up for Instagram, everybody was doing these like weird usernames. It was like you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever X something X, and it's like no, I'm just going for my name. And then you know, on Twitter, it's just my name, but there's four A's instead of one. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. And like, if if you're on Twitter, hit me up. That, wanna, that shit is funny as hell. I want to follow you. I didn't know you were on there. Don't judge me for my tweets though. I'm not worried about it. Twitter is a is a is an open area, dude. Safe safe space. I was just telling Jacob that yesterday. I was like, dude, Twitter is a place you just bullshit, man. Dude, Twitter is a is a this is the wild west of the social media world. Like, Facebook is where your parents hang out, and Twitter is where like, <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, aside from like maybe like Snapchat is where like the uh, most bullshitty, just awesome stuff happens is on Twitter, dude. Thank you. As the absolute <laughs> Facebook after night is what Twitter is, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just everything. Everybody's just trying to recoup because MySpace is dead. Yes. Oh, rest no? in peace still, dude. Rip MySpace. Oh, man. But, dude, thank you so much for taking the time. You're sitting in Austin right now and thankful for technology that allowed us to do this. I'm so stoked. Oh. Thank you for having me. Like, this was super fun to do. I'm, I'm psyched we, we got to do this. Dude, absolutely. And like I said, hit Matt up. I have some very broad questions. If you have anything that's a little bit more detailed, please hit him up because he's very helpful and he's very fast at getting back to people. So, um, dude, thank you again. You are the absolute best. And we will see you around. Thank you. Hope to see you soon, dude. All right, dude. Later. Later. The Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, soundcloud just go on the google app store go on everywhere check us out on instagram facebook myspace live journal twitter we tweet we'll do smoke sniggles whatever y'all need thank y'all so much have a good night